Recorded live. Become lazy. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've noticed some people, well, now that I'm under grace, I'm just not going to do nothing. That's not what grace... Grace wasn't given, given to us so we can become lazy. In fact, when grace is on your life, you're going to find yourself doing a lot more once grace comes on your life than you were before it came on your life. Uh, verse 10 says this, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Notice when the grace of God came on his life, he says, I I labored and I worked more than the apostles because of the grace of God that was on his life. So... Paul worked a lot, but he could still rest in the assurance that it was the grace of God that worked through him. Now, resting in God does not mean inactivity. Somebody says, I'm resting in the Lord. Is that why you ain't did nothing for the last month? No, resting in the Lord doesn't mean inactivity. Resting in the Lord means that while I'm working hard, I am assured that this grace is going to produce great things in my life while I'm working hard. And, the, and I tell you, the grace of God will have you winning souls more, praying more, working more. I don't, know, I don't know about this thing about I got the grace of God on my life and now I'm not doing, you know, well, I got the grace of God on my life. I ain't got to come to church. When you have the grace of God in your life, you come to all the services, you know. When you have the grace of God in your life, you're, you're, you're doing Four times more than what you you were doing before. I don't know why I picked four, but I'm just saying you do a lot more than you did before that grace came on on your life. Under the grace of God, we will still be active. However, it works in a different way. Grace, grace never threatens us with requirements, nor does it put heavy heavy burdens on us. But rather, it works in us both to will. And to do of his good play. Go go to Philippians chapter two. I think that's where that is. Philippians chapter two, verse thirteen. Yeah. I, I want to read verse twelve and thirteen. So remember, the grace of God is on your life, not in vain. What is it there for? So you can labor more. It's there so you can labor more. Somebody says, well, isn't that self-effort? No, that's work that came out of grace. It's just like the Bible says we were saved by grace, not by works. Once we got saved by grace, what happened? Works came out. We got saved, then the works came out. We didn't work to try to get saved. Okay? So in verse 13 he says, well, it's verse 12. Wherefore, my brethren, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, if we stop there, we're in trouble, all right? But he goes on and he says, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. So he talks about the, the, the labor, but he says, Remember, it's God in you that's working. So you're working, but it's God in you that's working. So make sure that it's the grace of God that's producing that labor. Make sure it's the grace of God that, that, that's working in you. And I like what he says in verse 13. 
He's working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So when God's working in you, it's going to be both to will and to do of, of, the, of his good pleasure when he's working in you. There's a grace of God working in you. Say out loud, the grace of God is working in me. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now what does that mean? You're, you, you're wanting to do it. When the grace of God is working both to will, you have a will to do it. You have a desire to do that thing. It's not going to be something that you're doing that you don't want to do. I, I don't want you to have this in your mind. Oh, no, we got, got to work. No, you're going to want to do this. Somebody's going to probably have to tell you to go home, stop. You have, when you're graced to do something, you don't know how to find the off button sometimes. You can really get yourself in trouble and burn yourself out when there's a grace of God on you. I kind of felt like I did that this past the last couple of months, I bet it's just the grace of God on me to teach this message that I, I, have, I need to find the stop button. I need to just, okay, stop, <laughs> because it's something you want to do. It's the labor that you're doing assured by God of the, of the fruit that's going to come out of it. And, and that's what you're asking for. God, show me the thing that uh, you're working in me to do. Show me the thing that you're working in me to do. And I'll tell you when it's going to become hard, sweaty labor is when you decide to do something that you're not graced to do and you're only doing it because you see somebody else doing it or you heard about what, how much money somebody else made to do such and so, such and so, and then you try to do what you saw somebody else do, but you don't enjoy it, you don't like it, it's a burden to you. You're not, you're not anointed to do it, and you hate it. You're just doing it for all the wrong reasons. You're not going to do that very long. But, man, you find what you've been graced to do. You find what you've been graced to do, and you just love it. You, you do it for free. You love what you're doing. Man, I tell you what, you will, you will out-labor everybody in it. And that's why you can look at it, it just in volunteer areas. You can look at people who who just graced to do it. They're just always committed there. They just, they're going to do it no matter what. They just, they're just graced to do that particular thing uh, versus somebody who's, they have the ability to do it, or maybe they've got a training to do it, but they're not really graced to do it, you know. Just because you know how to do a certain thing that you learn how to do doesn't necessarily mean you're graced to do that thing. You know, there are lots of things I know how to do. There's only one thing that I'm graced to do. You follow what I'm doing? If I do all those things I know how to do and I ignore the things that I'm graced to do, one of them is going to lead, lead, lead me to a miserable existence while the other one is going to give me great, great joy, okay? Find the one that will give you great, great joy, okay? Because the grace of God is not a license for you to become lazy. That's not what that means. I'm under the grace of God, and I ain't doing nothing until the Lord pour it down. Send it, send it, send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. No. Okay? Number three. Grace is not an encouragement to settle for miserable circumstances. It's not the encouragement for you to settle for miserable circumstances. Okay, so let me see if I can give you this illustration. So uh, you say, well, praise the Lord, we're, we live in this bad house and the roof leaks. 
and the windows are all broken. But thank God that his grace is with us. Hallelujah. We'll, we can live here because we're under the grace of God. Amen. Yes. The grace of God is, is with you, and it strengthens you no matter what the circumstances are. Uh, leaky roof, broken window, the grace of God is with you, and you are strengthened no matter what the circumstances are. However, and this is a gigantic however, God will also help us so the circumstances, watch this, improve. I said God will also help us so that the circumstances improve. The grace of God is not just there so you can, you know, settle for a miserable circumstance. Nothing's impossible with God. God's grace is not there. You know, people use it all the time. Well, I have the grace of God. What they're saying is, well, I can settle for this misery. No, I'd rather your thinking change and you say the grace of God is there. I thank God this is going to improve. I thank God somehow I'm gonna get, this roof's going to be fixed. I thank God somehow these windows are going to be replaced. I thank God somehow I'm going to get a better job or a better situation. Um the grace of God is there so it will improve. It is never there so you can just settle in to a miserable circumstance. And I see so many Christians doing that. Well, you know, this is this and this is this and this is this, but hallelujah, the grace of God is with us to improve. After all these years in ministry, I can honestly say I'm most thankful for grace. I will hammer home what grace is and what it is not until I see Jesus. So, get your hands on this teaching entitled Gratitude for Grace. I can't stress this enough. When you understand grace, you'll be empowered to change. Why? Because grace is God at work for us, in us, and through us. Grace is just that powerful. Listen to how you can get your copy of this series, and I'll be back in just a moment. The teaching of the grace of God and the righteousness of God will not set people free to sin. So when we talk about freedom, we're not talking about freedom to sin. What it will do is it will set people free from the dominion of sin, from that sin nature that caused them to sin or made them sin. So I don't know what may have been some of the things that have happened in your life, but you don't have to settle for it or be dominated by it. Because you have the grace of God in your life, get ready, you're about to rule. Your righteousness doesn't fluctuate, it doesn't vacillate going between one point to another point because of some decision you made or something you maybe didn't do the way, uh, the best that it could have been done. You have been made righteous through what Jesus did. Creflo Dollar's sobering combo, Gratitude for Grace, will remove any misunderstanding you may have about the grace of God. Grace is not a license to sin. It is not an excuse to be lazy. Grace is empowerment. Are you ready to take hold of the power of God's grace and the strength you have in Christ to rise above challenging circumstances? Call now to order the Gratitude for Grace combo that includes The Value of Grace, a three-CD series, along with God Stuck on You, Two messages about God's love and grace. There's also a bonus, the Gratitude for Grace testimonials on DVD, all for a love gift of $35 or more. Or for a gift of any amount, we'll send you the Gratitude for Grace testimonials on DVD. Call or log on to our secure website today. 
Praise God, July the 11th through the 15th, 2016. Check it out. We're going to have something that's going to be mind-boggling. Andrew Walmack, Andrew Farley, Gregory Dickow, Mike Smith, and myself, we're coming together for Grace Life Conference 2016. Five sessions a day for five days. You will totally immerse yourself in teachings on God's grace. Wow. So whatever you did not understand uh, in the past, things that you might have missed, things you want greater understanding of, this Grace Life Conference is designed to give you everything you need to walk away at the end of the week understanding totally the, the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. There's never been anything like this. And I'm telling you, man, it's going to happen right here, College Park, Georgia, at the World Dome, July the 11th through the 15th, 2016. Make your plans, get your tickets, do what you got to do. This will be a life-changing conference. It will, it will change your life forever. I mean, think about it. Five sessions a day. You hear each speaker every day for five days. Dear God, when, it, when Saturday comes, you are going to be walking on a cloud because you understand God's unmerited favor. Grace Life Conference 2016. I'll see you there. works of Jesus and what that means to me in my life. I can take that freedom now and love others more and I can give more and my understanding and revelation of that has just been unbelievable. Uh, from teaching about the law and then teaching about grace and about Jesus and how gracious you should be to your fellow man and fellow woman, it's just a wonderful and impactful thing for me. See, the key is learning how to love anybody so that the goodness that you show people will cause them to change. So I've been saved from since 1967, but the Bruce message did a whole big turnaround in my life. It made me know Christ better, make me love people better, and make me love my family, my church, and everything I do. It's all about grace now. Grace has been made available for all men. They just need to know it and accept that invitation. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries has been loving people and changing lives for over 30 years. Your love and financial support is being felt around the world. For this, we say thank you. We thank the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries for making this program possible. Israel. 
Use it when you pray for others, believing that healing is ours if we'll simply have faith and trust the Word of God. Your partnership is very much needed and appreciated, so be sure to call, write, or go online today. The phone number is 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Write us at Word Network Church, 2733 West 10 Mile Road, Southfield, Michigan. That's 2733 West 10 Mile Road, Southfield, Michigan, 48075. Or simply go online to thewordnetwork.org and click on the Donate button. Your Word Network is adding new distribution channels weekly. And together, we're going to bring the gospel to a hurting world. You see, I believe that God wants to bless you to a place. It's not just to get you from day to day. Not just to provide for you to make it to the next day. But that ultimately you would be a blessing. And you can't be a blessing until you've been blessed. Catch the inspiration of Joseph Prince next on The Word Network. You're watching the largest African-American religious network in the world. We are The Word Network. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign. Today with Joseph Prince. God is able to make you know him. Why? Because he'll be merciful to your unrighteousnesses and your sins and your lawless deeds. God says, I remember no more. Let God lead you, and he will bless your steps and fill your paths with favor. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we will send you Joseph's brand new two-sermon audio series, New Day, New Way, as well as a bonus gift, the Glorious Grace 2016 Wall Calendar. Learn powerful principles of how God can guide you from within in all your major decisions, as well as everyday choices. Also available today for a specific gift is a collection with Joseph's latest hardback book, Grace Revolution. My friend, grace is setting people free to live victorious life. If you are sick and tired of living life defeated, crushed, and discouraged, I want to inspire you with the power of God's grace. This collection also includes the Right Believing Capsule and other exciting resources. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. What is it that you want in life? What is it? What's the greatest thing? Can God advise you? God who knows, who lives before you, and who will live long after you are gone from this earth. God with whom there can be no mistake. God who loves us perfectly tells us this. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Don't be on this pursuit of intelligence. The more you know, the better it is. Life is in knowledge. Knowledge is all things. I can tell you, people who are spending time getting it, they must read every article on the landing page of their search engine. They must read every article. They must know what happened to Prince Charles. They must know whatever happened to this media artist, this celebrity. They must know. What has that knowledge done for your health? What has that knowledge done to put money in your pocket? I tell you what, it's done. It's frittering away your time. It's stealing your time. 
I'm not saying these things are wrong. I'm just saying your time is too precious. So your pursuit in life must cover this. And then let not the mighty man, God says, let not the mighty man glory in his might. Tomorrow, go again. I'm, I'm not against gym. And I have a pair of weights that I use sometimes. So I'm not jealous of people doing that. I'm not jealous of their bodies also. I like to walk normal. I don't like to walk. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Don't write to me, okay? Don't. I, I, I have built your body, but don't, don't go extreme, okay? God says, let not the mighty man. And mighty man here is really literally this strength here. The strong man. Glory in his strength. Let not the rich man glory. This is not your laugh. You all laugh at the, you know, at the intelligent one. Yeah, geeky. Then you look at the one who is uh, the body one, you know. This one, all, all body but no brain, you know. Now it's your turn. Are you pursuing riches? One more million. Not enough now. Another million. Just one more million make me happy. I'm waiting for that house to sell. I'm waiting for this to come in. I'm waiting for the ship to come in. I'm waiting for this. I just, just. One day we'll go, darling. One day, one day we'll go. One, one day we'll spend time. One day. Like Cat in the Cradle. It's a song about a father. It's an old song. The father tells the son, son, Daddy, come up. Let's play ball together. Daddy says, another day, son. Just another day. Today, Daddy has to close this contract, whatever it is, Daddy's off. Then another time he says, Daddy, let's do this together. Daddy says, sure, we'll, we'll do it when we have time, son, when I have time. And the boy started growing up. The boy got married. And the boy has children of his own. The father is now old. The father calls the boy up and says, hey, it's been some time now. How about we go out together? Dad, you know, I, I really want to, but, you know, one child is down with the flu. And, and uh, the boss really wants, you know, there's a deadline for me to meet next week. And I, I really would love to, Dad, one of these days. One of these days. The father hangs up the phone and the father says, my boy has turned out just like me. So what are you raising in the next generation? People who are materialistic, pursuing all these three? Hmm? And none of it is wrong per se. But it's wrong when that becomes your life. All right, but let him who glories or boasts, boasts or glory in this, God says, this is God, you know, talking, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, justice or judgment and righteousness in the earth, for in this I delight, says the Lord. And that's what we are pursuing here. That's what we are pursuing in our studies. Amen. Things are waiting us. How do I know the Lord, Pastor Prince? How do I know the Lord? It's a big question. We know that Daniel, the book of Daniel, it says the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. It's a, we have books and books and books on knowing God. The most important, knowing God, knowing God, knowing God. I'll close with knowing God. In a way, probably you never heard. But those of you in our church, for some time, you know what I'm talking about. Look at the new covenant God makes with us. He has this clause. Hebrews 8. This is the 
terms of the covenant, I'm, I'm going to show you the terms of the covenant. We are on the last clause of the covenant, new covenant. God said, I make a new covenant with the house of Israel, the house of Judah. I'll put my laws in their hearts and their minds. I'll write them. I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. And God says, none will teach each other. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. Know the Lord, all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. If you can just take a little bit, a bit of Greek here, it will help you a lot, because it is know the Lord. The word know here, the know the Lord is genosko. It's to know by effort. It's to know someone by, you know, the way we, we know each other is by effort, by experience. By effort or by experience, genosko. But here it says, uh, none will teach his brother, know the Lord by effort or by experience, for all shall know me. Know here, know here is Ida in, in, in uh, Greek. Different from Genosko, Ida. You know Ida? Ida is an inward revelation. By the way, that woman fearing and trembling when she received healing from Jesus because she knew what happened in her, the word knew there is Ida. Teachers, isn't that what we want in, to see in our people? Not just a, a knowledge of, of by experience, because their experience can be wrong, but a revelation within that comes from God. Huh? How do we have that? How do we have this? None of them shall teach his neighbor, none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them. Because the word for is happy in Greek, which means because. Because. Why will we all know the Lord in this new covenant? Because I, God says, will be merciful. And the word has propitious, the mercy seat, to their unrighteousnesses. That's the original Greek, by the way, plural. And their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. If we preach on verse 12 strongly, if pastors and leaders will bring up before the people, not the Ten Commandments, that was the old truth, that was the present truth in the days of David, in the days of Elijah, in the days of Moses. But we bring them the new covenant, and we tell them, God is able to put his laws in your heart. God is able to make you know him. Why? Because he'll be merciful to your unrighteousnesses and your sins and your lawless deeds. God says, I remember no more. If only we preach that, people will know God. But the naysayer says, oh, people, people go crazy and, and you're giving people license to sin. How can you say that about God's word? You mean to tell me you have more safety valves in place? than God's own holy, infallible word. Preach the truth. Let the people believe the truth. And let the truth manifest. Right believing will always lead to right living. Again, what produces true knowledge of God? Because they will all know me because I'll be merciful with their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds. 
unrighteousness, unrighteousness here in the original. Greek is also plural. I don't know why they put singular here. Unrighteousnesses. It's all plural. Their sins, plural. Their lawless deeds. You study them, it talks about the sins that you went over the line. The sins of, you didn't go over the line, but it's inside you, in your head, in your heart. The sins that you commit, they're all covered. When Christ died, God says, I'll be propitious. Propitious there is the mercy seat. I'll be merciful. Do we hear this preach? We should, we should emblazon this verse and put it as posters. But instead, you go to many houses, Christian houses, you have the Ten Commandments. I'm serious. You don't have this new, new covenant? What new covenant? You ask people to quote the new covenant, they, many Christians don't even know. But the last clause makes everything work because God says, I, I, I will do this, I will do that, I will do this because I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness. And their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. A little more last Greek thrown to you, no more. It's very emphatic, no more. Who may? Two negatives put together, strengthening the denial, which means no way, ever, never, never, remember your sins again. Does that make you want to sin? Does it make you want to sin? Really, when the truth is being preached, do you really want to sin? In fact, down through the years, one or two who want to live in sin, want to divorce their wife, or every church has them. We have seen them leave the church. They, they, it's easier for them to sit every Sunday under the stones, the Ten Commandments, than before a loving Savior that's been preached every Sunday hard for them to hang around. Either they repent or they leave. If this church is indulgent, anything goes. Why did they leave? It's hard to sin against a loving Savior. Your wife reacts and all that. I just want you to know if you can manage this. I just want you to know I love you so much. I'm so sorry. I tell you, 99.9% of the time, ladies will melt. You, where's my mic? Yeah, okay. You can scold them later, but... <laughs> but when they're angry, that's not, the, that's not the time to do it. We operate in certain kind of intelligence, and I don't know why. Like when the referee flash, all right? yellow card, professionals, people who have played in hundreds of games, still go to the referee. <laughs> Never one time say, I see the referee. <sighs> Never one time. Have you seen it? They come to the referee. They say, penalty spot. You know? You know, and these are professionals that have played so many games, hundreds, many of them hundreds, and they still do that. So, doesn't mean that we grow with experience. We grow by revelations. Like, why 
bring up this negative thing when my wife is not in the posture, emotional posture to receive it. That's wisdom. Amen. Sometimes you... Okay, never mind. This is not a marriage seminar, but I'm just flowing with the Spirit. Praise God. Has this helped you? All right? So don't forget, church. That clause makes everything happen. I pray that this has blessed you, and I want to pray a blessing over you. Jeremiah 33, I want that blessing to happen to you. I want people to look at you and say, surely your God is with you. You know, Zechariah prophesied that, that people will come in the last days, and they will take hold, hold, hold your, your clothes and say, God is with you. Take me to him. That's prophesied. And uh, in First uh, Corinthians, uh, uh, Paul mentions that prophecy, actually. It was a reference to that prophecy that people would say, surely God is in you. That's the same prophecy. They would hold your clothes. And the world, you know, one thing good, listen carefully as I close. One thing good about the world being exposed and exposed and overexposed to seeing things that during our, you know, maybe a few decades ago, you can't find this on the internet or on your iPhone, but our young people are seeing these images and that kind of thing, and you're saying, too late. I'll tell you something. God can work everything out for good. There's something about being exposed to, to uh, 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 you know, nakedness or whatever. Uh, you come to a point where you're jaded. You find that movies, violent movies become something that leaves you an empty feeling, and the world become, or they become addicted to something, and, and they, are, they, are, they are living life with trembling, and, and, and uh, they are living life with, with, with uh, trepidation, and they are afraid, but their friends do not know it. Some of them, they are afraid to die, but they, are, they, they won't tell their friends, so they act macho, all right? It has its own built-in penalty. So if we can't get them here, they're already here, then being exposed to all these things will bring them to a place where it just makes them feel empty. Then the gospel will come in. Are you listening, people? And that's the reason why Christian movies right now, whether it's television or movies and all that, is making a comeback. And many of it is done in a worldly way because worldly directors are behind it, worldly storytellers are behind it, but they know the world is responding now to Christian message. Well, what they need is the gospel. Amen. Amen? Give Jesus the praise. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed, all across this place and everywhere that's watching this right now. Thank you, Father in heaven. I want to pray for you at the end of this. And I believe that God is always present to confirm the word. That's the last chapter of Mark. The Lord confirming the word. Confirming the word. I love that. But before we do that, perchance there's someone here, you have never put your trust in Christ in his finished work. Friend, salvation is when you stop saying please and you start saying thanks. We stop trying and start trusting. We stop doing and start to rest in the done. Christ bore your sins on the cross. And God raised him from the dead. And through him, it's preached to you the forgiveness of all your sins. And when God has cleansed and pardoned you, then and only then can God provide for you all the goodness and all the prosperity that he has for you. If that is you, wherever you are right now, friend, I don't believe 
that you watch this program by happenstance. I don't believe for one moment that anyone hearing this sermon has not been placed there by God. I believe everyone heard this sermon because God wanted you to hear it. And friend, if that is you and you say, Pastor, I want to put my trust in my loving Savior and pray this prayer right now with me from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your gift of love. You knew that I had gone astray like a sheep. You heard my cry. Even though I didn't pray, you heard the cries of my heart. And you cared. You loved me. You could have let me go to hell. But you cared. And you sent your son to die for my sins. And you raised him from the dead. And today he's at your right hand. My righteousness. That's what he is before you. I confess. Jesus Christ is my righteousness. My Lord and my God. Father, I am now yours. You are my Father. All my sins are forgiven. Totally forgiven. And I am your child. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, stand to your feet, church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. No plague will come near your dwelling. All right, just remember this, that God, God prepared us already last year. Okay, with Psalms 91. And he wants us to walk in it. The truth of it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands all across this place. The Lord bless you with the blessings of Abraham. The Lord bless you. The Lord caused everything that you touch to prosper. The Lord caused everything that is against you to work for you and for your good. The Lord make your enemies that come against you to flee before you seven ways. The Lord bless the fruit of your body, your children. If they are studying, they're preparing for exam, the Lord prosper them in their exams. The Lord prosper them without stress, but with peace, aggressive peace, garrisoning their hearts and minds. The Lord keep you, protect you and your families wherever you go, wherever you travel, at home and out, wherever you are. The Lord preserve, protect you and your loved ones from every plague, from every harm, from every danger, from accidents, from every disease. Through his shed blood, the Lord favors you, grant you supernatural favor. The Lord provides for you all goodness, all prosperity that will cause the people around you to say, wow, I want to know your God, that they will fear and tremble with all the goodness and the prosperity that God provides for you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you, and all those of you in GRC as well, grant to you and all your loved ones his shalom, wholeness, well-being, health, and peace. Be in health. In Jesus' name, 
Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. See you again, church. Love you guys. If you have just prayed the prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to welcome you to a new life filled with the goodness and abundant grace of Jesus. To help you begin this journey, we would like to bless you with an ebook titled The One Thing, 31-Day Devotional by Pastor Joseph Prince. Receive daily bite-sized inspirations of the favor, healing, and provision that God has for you. Simply log on to josephprince.org salvation and download your free copy today. Get ready to experience the amazing love of God. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-901-4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Let God lead you and he will bless your steps and fill your paths with favor. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, we will send you Joseph's brand new two-sermon audio series, New Day, New Way, as well as a bonus gift, the Glorious Grace 2016 Wall Calendar. Learn powerful principles of how God can guide you from within in all your major decisions, as well as everyday choices. Also available today for a specific gift is a collection with Joseph's latest hardback book, Grace Revolution. My friend, grace is setting people free to live victorious life. If you are sick and tired of living life defeated, crushed, and discouraged, I want to inspire you with the power of God's grace. This collection includes the 55 sermon Right Believing Capsule, Joseph's latest five DVD box set, What About? Answering difficult questions about the Bible, Volume 2, and other exciting resources. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. There was a lot of us that were crying out to God saying, you've got to send us an answer because we know that this is not the true gospel. But we just don't know where we're, we don't get where we're missing it. And so I think it took all of those prayers to bring a man from Singapore into America. And so everything that Pastor Prince is preaching about Jesus Christ is applicable to every situation. When I wake up in the morning, I expect good and not evil. I'm not waiting for the second shoe to drop. It's not dropping. Through his teaching, you'll just learn to trust God at all times. Even when you stumble and you fall, you know that you and God are still close, that there's no space in between you all at all. If you want to be set free, if you want to know that God is for you, if you want to understand all the different dimensions of Christ and why it's applicable to you today, then you want to listen to Joseph Prince's ministry. Today... Wendy and I just want to extend our deepest appreciation to all our Grace Revolution partners that make this broadcast possible. We want to thank you personally for your generous financial support in helping us to proclaim the gospel of grace around the world. Your partnership also helps to support the various humanitarian initiatives that we are involved in, from fighting against human trafficking to sponsoring children in Asia. From the very bottom of our hearts, we thank you for being a Grace Revolution partner and making a difference in the world today. God bless you.
dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. I'm excited about the Grace Revolution USA Tour happening this November. I'll be coming to Houston, Dallas, and New York City, and I look forward to seeing you. Get ready for an anointed time of praise and worship as well as a time of partaking of the communion. I believe that the Lord has a special word just for you, and I can't wait to preach it. God bless you, and see you and your family real soon. This November, get ready for the Grace Revolution Tour with Joseph Prince. Get ready for an awesome time in worship and the Word of God. Make plans now to join us in a city near you. Tickets are selling fast. Get your tickets at josephprince.org slash events today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace, as well as the ministry's humanitarian outreaches. program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Glory to your name, Jesus. The Lord threw me across those pressure. I had oil that was precious oil, and I only had about this much of it left. And it's that kind of oil that when people pray over it, you know, you don't want to just give it away because it's got something on it. And the Lord had me to throw all of the oil out of the container, all over the pressure. Glory to your name, Jesus. And I don't want you to wait to the last minute, but you need to pick up the phone. 855-730-WORD. Operators are standing by 855-730-WORD. Pick up the phone and join us. Come under the cross for the year of prayer. Somebody give God a praise right now. Call, write, or go online today and sow your love gift of $107 in obedience of the prophetic word concerning your anointed prayer show. Somebody give God a praise right now. Richard Roberts is coming up next on The Word Network. Most believers say, I want the power of the Holy Spirit. But where are the people that want to have intimacy with the most misunderstood person in the Bible? You're watching the largest African-American religious network in the world. We are the Word Network. In the CD message, The Healing Power of God, Richard Roberts teaches a powerful faith-building message for you on God Our Healer. How can I get into a position where I can receive the healing touch of God? Well, there are three things I think are critical for you to do. This message includes Bible ways to receive your healing, scriptures and testimonies on God's healing power, as well as faith confessions and prayer for your healing. When you pray, don't...
God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think, according to the power that working within us. That people of God, if you believe that God has a miracle with your name on it, lift your hands and receive it by faith. You want to give God praise even now for the miracle that he's going to work in your future. Give God glory. Yep, 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 yep. What's up? How are you, sir? I'm well, are you? Sound like you on your way to work? Oh, yeah. Two days without sleep. Well, he ain't had no sleep. Just dealing with this cantata and just taking me through. You know how stuff be running through your mind? Dealing with what? With this Christmas cantata. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you're important. Huh? That's because you're important. No, I was just trying to, when you, basically, where everything is on me. So, it is with this. Oh, I'm sleeping as we speak. I'm going to go on and open up and practice. I'm all right. Dear Most Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, with the heart of thanksgiving, with the heart of praise, with a heart, Lord God, to celebrate you, Lord God, for you are the righteous and the only true God. You are the shepherd, Lord God, that keep your sheep, Lord God. You're the one who have, you have kept us, Lord God, when we couldn't keep ourselves. Father God, as we go through this day, Lord God, let us reflect and remember, Lord God, that you are the God of refuge, the God of peace the God of mercy, the God of provisions, Lord God. You're the God of healers, Lord God. You heal us of every sickness and disease and aging of every situation that will come our way. Father God, right now, Lord God, I stand in the gap, Lord God, on behalf of prayer ship, the ministry, Lord God, to lift up and glorify your holy name. Even as we open up for this morning worship and praise service, Lord God, we pray that your Holy Spirit will govern us and guide us throughout the day. We pray that your Spirit will keep us and protect us from all dangers seen 
and unseen. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for life and life more abundantly. We thank you for delivering us, Lord God, from the muck and the miry clay. We thank you, Lord God, for lifting us up, Lord God, even in the midst of our enemies, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is true, that when your ways, when our ways please you, Lord God, that you will make even our enemies be at peace with us, Lord God. Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would take full control of this call this morning, Lord God. Each and every individual or every household that we represented, Lord God, that you will shed a special blessing upon them, Lord God. Your word teaches us that when one of the household members are saved, Lord God, the entire household is saved. So, Father God, we claim the salvation, Lord God, that you have given us. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of all our shortcomings. Anywhere where we fall short of your glory and your grace and mercy, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will let your um, mercies be be granted unto us, Lord God. We thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary's cross, Lord God, for our sins, that we may have a right to come before your throne of grace and to attain mercies in time of need, Lord God. Father God, we lift up those who are unsaved, Lord God, that their hearts will be changed, that their minds will be turned off to you, Lord God, that they will change from their wicked ways, their backsliding ways, Lord God, and walk upright, Lord God, and be ye holy, for you are holy. Father God, your 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 throne is established in holiness. Your, star, your throne is established in grace, mercy, and peace. So, Father God, we want to praise you and give glory and thanks to you, Lord God, for what you've done and what you're about to do this day, Lord God. For we know that any day, Lord God, you have opened up the fountains of heaven, Lord God, and you're showering down a blessing upon each and every household that is being represented. Provide for us, Lord God, even in our in, when we, when we, for the things that we need. Father God, we ask you to anoint Sam right now fresh, Lord God, that he could speak with power from on high, Lord God, that he could minister and prophesy and pray for those, Lord God, or whom you have ordained for him to pray. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 <clears throat> Corbusche, <laughs> Yes, 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 Father. Horrible <laughs> Yeah, 
Yes, 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 Father. Horrendo Casa. Horrembroco, Sirikanda, Sirocose, Sirikanda, Sirocose, Sirikandra, Sirikose, 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 Sirikose. Roshande de Cosse, Harambrasi de Cosse, Harambrasi de Cosse, Shirikose, 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 Oh, yes, Lord, we praise you, Father. We glorify you, Holy Spirit. Yande de Cosaca, we glorify you, Holy Spirit. Yande de Cosseke, Yande de Cosaca, Rande de Cosse de. Yes, 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 Lord, we glorify you, Oh, Father God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, your word, your word, your word, your spirit, and let the anointing fall. Let the anointing fall. Mm. Let the anointing fall, Father. Yes, Lord. Mm. We praise you. We seek you, Lord. We seek your presence. We seek you, Lord. We seek your presence, Father. Mm. Only you, Father. Only you, Lord. We can't do this, Lord. Only you can, Father. Open us up. Help us to see. Move in our hearts. Move in our lives, Lord. Make a difference, Father. Make a difference. Make a difference, Father. Yes, yes, yes. Enter in, enter in, enter in. Make a difference. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Father, we praise your name, Lord. We glorify you, Holy Spirit. Let your word rise up inside of our hearts. Anoint us. Keep us. Speak to us. Let your word rise up inside of our hearts. Speak to us, Father. Speak to us. Mm. Yes, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. We praise you. We glorify you, Father. Mm. You are the difference. You are the difference, Lord, in all of our situations and circumstances, Lord. Father God, it might not be what we desire, but, Lord, it would be much worse if you weren't there, Father. 
If you weren't there holding us and keeping the enemy back, Father, everything that we're dealing with would be dramatically different, Lord. Father God, help us to focus on you. Help us to keep our gaze fixed upon you, Lord. Help us to recognize where our source of strength is, Father. Keep us centered, Lord. Keep us locked in with you, Father. Keep us centered, Lord. Keep us, Father. As you strengthen us, Lord. As you remove those things from our lives that need not to be there. As you purge us, as you heal us. Keep us centered on you, Lord. Rise up inside of us, Holy Spirit. Rise up inside of us. Rise up inside of us. Thank you, Father, for causing the shift to occur. For causing the shift to occur, Lord, as we move in accordance with the leadership of your Holy Spirit, Father. Let us yield to you and to you alone. In Jesus' name I pray, man. And amen. Amen. Who's that? Alicia. Hey, what's up, Fifi? I got to get them numbers to you. Um, I got them. I'll call you today. Okay. Oh. Oh, Lord. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm good. I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Beautiful thing. Yeah. I could, but why? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I do understand. Yeah. Defeat the purpose. Pretty much. I um, I thought it was um. You what? Hold on a Ouch. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to. We'll have to go back on you in a minute, but um, I um, I went to church Sunday, and I have to share this because I I I'm learning to listen more and more each day, you know, and so um, you know, I've been talking about how I don't like my job and I'm ready to leave, and I'm, I know that the Lord is telling me to leave and walking in, you know, trying not to walk in fear, but you know, walking in faith and this and that. And so that's what clearly to me Sunday, you know, through Sunday school, I don't know, I don't know what the teaching was about or anything like that. And um, basically it was um, talking about walking in faith and, and obedience and how when we don't do that, um, how things just fall apart, start falling apart slowly but surely, and God has to humble us, you know, to take us out of ourselves and put our focus back on him. 
And one of the things that they were they, um, that they were referencing was the, the forty day, the forty years that they spent going from Egypt to the Promised Land. And a lot of times we have to, when we look at that story, we say, okay, you know, that so he was he was you know he was guiding them, he was leading them, but it was a humbling. We have to. We either and I have. To, Sorry, I got excited. But we have to we have to humble ourselves because if we don't humble ourselves, God will humble us, and that's the and that's where the love of God is. He's just like I because when, when we when we think more of ourselves than we ought to, then we stop walking in the spirit. We stop walking in flesh, and so God is just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance. To do it your way, but if you don't do it, if you don't do it, I'm gonna to have to do it for you because I love you that much. And you had spoke to me. I want to say the end of last year, the middle of last year, and you said that if I didn't do it, God would make it so that I would want, you know, that He would basically force me out. Like He will push me out. Like okay, you're you're done. You're done. Get out. And I'm at that point now where I feel him like pushing me out, about to push me off, <laughs> push me off the ledge. And um, and when I was thinking about that the other day, I was thinking about you saying, and that's why I was gonna call you over the weekend and and let you know that. You're flying, whether you know it or not. You are flying, whether you know it or not. You say what? You're flying, whether you know it or not. You feel like you're falling, but you're actually flying. And the the thing is, um, and because our perception is off, we don't see it that way. And... um, we have to start seeing our situation through God's eyes and not our own because we would, we can tell you all the day long that you're doing good. We can tell you all the day long that everything will work out fine because of your strength in God and your faith. But in the midst of it, your perception is the one that will hold the key to how things work. So I I have to say that you need to change your perception. There's a song that says, help me to see me the way that you see me. And, you know, um, Right now, you are standing at a very awesome point in your life, Samuel Farley. He just needs you to see it. He just needs you to see it. See it from from his vantage point and not your own. You know, and it's something because I was even planning on getting on the call today. Um, Because the thing is... um, when our perception is off, 
we work according to our perception and not the actual reality of the situation. Um, it's like that whole glass half full, glass half empty, how you perceive things. So, you know, check your perception. Things are closer than they actually look. Um, can I pray real quick? And then I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to give it back to you. Um, so, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you have blessed us with, blessed us with, because we can say it was by our power and by our might, but in actuality, it was all because of you. It was all because of you. You instilled in us the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You instilled in us the will and the and the patience and the determination to succeed. So, God, we just thank you for that. Um, we come for the church that you will continue to keep us strengthened in your word. We are coming into a time right now, God, that everybody that is not of you is coming against those who believe in you and in your word. They are taking down all of the the um, the signs of you so that the enemy could come in. But help us to continue to keep your standard before us in spite of what the world does, Father God. Help us keep our eyes on you and not on the terrorists and the famine and the weather and the finances because in spite of all of those storms, you are the one who can come up and say, peace be still. And in our faith, we know that you will do that so that we can withstand and stand, therefore. And Father, we come for the ministers, the apostles, the bishops, and the pastors and the missionaries, all of those who are leaders, Father God, over their own family, even those people that are, are walking in your word and walking in your way and trying to lead and guide from the, ch- from the child up into the adult. Father God, we ask that you will continue to watch over them and keep them using Sam as a representative of all of those, Father God. Sometimes they are weak. Sometimes they are discouraged, sometimes they're cast down, but you said that you will uphold them, that you, that their foot cannot be dashed, they will not fall. They might trip, but they will not fall because you will uphold them, Father. So we ask that you will continue to uphold them and keep them, mind, body, soul, and spirit, whatever the enemy attacks them with, oh God. Continue to, to strengthen their armor and 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 um, cover all of the, all of the dents and holes that have been poked into them, oh God, so that they'll be able to withstand every fiery dart and every wagging tongue that comes against them to try to cause, um, to, to question their integrity or to question their faith in you, oh God. Continue to let them speak kind words and speak only your truth in spite of every prosecuting tongue. And Father, we also come for those who are, um, who are unsaved that as they come into the church, that the church and the ministers love on them, regardless of their ethnicity, sexuality, regardless of who they are, they see they don't see them as they as as their physical, but see the spirit 
that is looking for a connection with you and loving on them and nurturing them enough to bring them out of the darkness that the enemy has them in into your marvelous light of salvation. Let that person who is unsafe, that's addicted, that is being abused, that is being shut down in prison in their mind or in body, as they come seeking you for answers, as they come seeking you for solace, let them be able to find the salvation that is only through you, Father, that is only through your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, because it's through his salvation, through his sacrifice, that we're able to come back into a right relationship with you. And we also come for those who are sick and shut in. We also come for those who are in hospice. Father, there's some kind of, there, it goes from anywhere from the common cold through a pneumonia to cancer to bone issues to arthritis to, to uh, tumors. And Father God, we know that it's only by your hand that healing can begin. It's only by your hand that instant healing, miraculous healing can be performed. So Father God, we come in stand agreement with the patient, with the person who's sick, with their family members who are praying for their healing. And we're standing in agreement with them right now that you will cover them apply the blood of Yeshua because it's by his stripes we are healed. And so, Father, we come and we ask that you will just put your hand into the hand of the doctor. Put your eyes into the eyes of the doctor so they can see what needs to be repaired, what needs to be removed, what needs to be corrected, so that person can be diagnosed correctly and brought into a complete healing with little to no pain and complete a full recovery for that stroke victim, for that heart attack victim, Father God, for that person that's suffering from Alzheimer's and from every um from from forgetfulness and from dementia. We come for all of those things, Father God, that you will give a a, a one eighty turnaround in their lives right now that only you can do, Father God, and we'll give you the glory because it's through this that you will receive the glory, that you can get the accolades, that you can get, you can be, people can show who you are in those miracles, Father God. And we just thank you, Father God, and we give you glory and honor. And I pray for Sam right now and his family and his seven degrees of separation. Sometimes he's weary. Sometimes he's tired. Sometimes, in, I don't think sometimes in his mind he fails, not sometimes, a lot of times. But, Father God, you can give him a refreshing in his spirit. Only you can give him a refreshing in his mind. Rejuvenate his spirit so that he can walk with a little bounce in his steps, so that he can hear the word, uh, uh, a song that gives you praise and honor that brings him into a whole new t- a whole new state of mind. Renew his mind, Father God, so that he can be able to walk in peace today. Don't let any of his burdens go with him in this day, oh, Father God, and guide his hands so that everything that he touches can be done correctly and in order for his good and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let me go get my last.
Henry Oda Spitz. So she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Jesse Wells, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Barbara Allen, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Verlita, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Rochelle, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Richard Thomas, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. The Johnson and Jackson families, hundred to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Sakara. Renee in the paint store, hundred to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Sharon, hundred to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Brandon Allen, hundred to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Diana Sandy, hundred to go say she to go say she to Grada Sakara. Willie and Debbie, hundred to go say she to go say she to Grasa Sakara. Young man on 107th Street, Shinder to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka, Sakara. Kevin Holton family, 100 to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka, Sakara. Conwell Johnson, 100 to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka, Sakara. Shivayan Amkos, 100 to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka, Sakara. Lamanda, 100 to go say, she to go say, she to go Saraka, Sakara. Susie Way of Haran, she to go run, to go say, she to run, to go say, she to cross, Sakara. And the two list of people I pray for. Hundred go say she to 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 go Reggie's friend Didi, Hunter go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Nick Brandon, Holly Samantha, Hunter to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Courtney Collin Brandon, Hunter to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Lyle and Anthony, Hey she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Benjamin Benfield, Hunter to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Caleb Boylan, Hunter to go say she to go say she to go say she to go Saraka Sakara. Sarah Thompson, she should go say, she go say, she go Saraka, Sakara. Keith Powell Jr., 100 to go say, she go say, she go Ronda, Sakara. Mike Bradley Hernandez, 100 to go say, she go say, she Sakara. Mel Patient Rosen, 100 to go say, she go say, she go Sakara. Brittany Holcomb, 100 to go say, she go say, she go Sakara, Sakara. Alicia Webster, she should go say, she go say, she go say, she go Alyssa Love, Haranda to go say, she go say, she go say, she go Chrissy Shanice and Teaser, Hunter to go say, she go Morgan Farley, Hunter to go say, she go Punch Jelly Janaka Nishan Aiden, Hunter to go say, she go Maria Burr's children, hundred to go say she to go Saraka, Sakara. Yundra Moss, hundred to go say she to go Saraka, Sakara. Trey Mathis and Arrow Singh for Shedder to go say she to go say she to go Saraka, Sakara. Tristan Petrie, Jacquez, Jameson, Makano's eyes, Tyrese, Amber, Brianna, Devon, Tylen, Jasmine, Anaya, Brianna, Loji, Victor, Kier, Shaw, Capri Lacour, April Morris. 
Raheem Powell, AJ and family. Hombra Attorney Elijah, hundred go say she go say she Pamela Scotty, hundred go say she go say she the Rasa Sakara. Daniel Watson and Watson family, hundred go say she go say she Karandaka Sakara. TCC, she no Karandu go say she go Saka Sakara. Donnie Johnson and family, hundred go say she go say she go say Haka Sakara. The Mastermind Group, she she go say she go Saka Sakara. President Obama, hundred go say she go Saka Sakara. City of Atlanta, hundred go say she go say she go Saka Sakara. My parents, hundred go under the Gosaka Sakara. Jonathan Dunlap, hundred go say she go Saka Sakara. Dale Akarunda, hundred go say she go Sakara. Donald Lusty, hundred go say she go Sakara. Andre Dijon, hundred go say she go Sakara. Rose Johnson, hey she go say she go say she go Sakara. Help me, so she go say she go say she go Sakara. Maria Matthews, she should go say she go Sakara. Joyce Mason, Alice Thompson, Elliot, Chris Foster, she should go say she go Sakara. Reginald Foster, she should go say she go Sakara. City of Refuge, she should go say she go Sakara. People to give them class, she should go say she go Sakara. Watching it, Shindu Gosishi to Gosaka, Sakara. Golden Hospital Community, Shindu Gosir Roka, Sakara. Mark and Charles, second head of Randu Gosishi Roka, Sakara. Pastor Mark, Shindu Gosishi to Gorasa, Sakara. And myself, Hoshi to Gosishi to Gosishi Rasa, Sakara. You came in last night from that door when I let you off. You had the water and what else in your hand? <clears throat> the Mount Holly and the KSO organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson and family, Mike Stripes and Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Bishop Yarbrough, Erica Collar Schmidt, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Mark Eaton, Charles Seen, Gene Altman, Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, the guy in the subway, Cheryl Vaughn, Phil and Jan Enlow, Mama Jean and Nate Carson, CFF, Travis Crockett, Larry Stone, Silver Forsakers, and Rose Moore. Push you to go say, she'll 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 go say, go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, Breakthroughs and turnarounds. Put a brush, she'll go say, 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 she'
Healthy healing and restoration. Discernment. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The walk in the realm of the supernatural. Supernatural, superhuman strength, belly, gifts, and talents. Signal just the basis. Oh, what else we got? I don't know. The ability to persevere and to faint not. I think that's all of this. What was the last one? Hmm? What was the last one? The ability to faint not, to persevere to the end. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that special? Good morning. Oh, hey, victory. All right. Victory is mine. Victory is Victory today is mine. He told Satan to get behind and to go back for once he came. Woohoo! All righty now. Mm-hmm. Well, if it don't sound like it in my voice, I'm claiming victory. All right, now speak it. Glimpses that I'm able to, to, to conversate with you. <laughs> speak it. Okay. Well, all of this is done, so I let a song play, and I guess we can do some reading. <laughs> oh, crap. the Paris attackers enter the country as a migrant from Syria.
Yes, Father, it will be all right, Lord. Just hold on. Just hold on, Lord. That's what you want me to do. Mm. 
What am I supposed to hold on to, Father? I guess I need to hold on to you, Lord. As you, what is the word to your unchanging hand? Oh, you're the Bosaka. This shit will go through it all, Father. You are God. Through it all, you are still there holding on to your children. Oh, do it all, God. Do it all. Help us to stand firm in what you are showing us, Lord, in spite of it. In spite of our shortcomings, in spite of ourselves, let your word rise up, Father, to reveal who you are. Guess I'm <sighs> This is exactly what has happened to many who have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They do not understand that such an experience necessarily initiates them into a closer relationship with the spirit world and exposes them to the influence of both the Holy Spirit and the evil spirit. While they are experiencing a baptism of the spirit, they consider all supernatural experiences to be baptism in the Holy Spirit. Truly, they have been baptized in the spirit, but the searching question is, in what spirit have they been baptized, in the Holy One or in the evil one? Both of these may be viewed as baptizing the Spirit, not recognizing that the Holy Spirit requires their Spirit's cooperation and that He never does violence to their personality. Many saints allow the inner man to descend into passivity and to permit some outside force to burn, twist, overthrow them. They in the Word have been baptized in the evil spirit. Some Christians genuinely have been baptized in the Holy Spirit Yet being unable to distinguish between spirit and soul, they are deceived afterwards. Because of this spell, oh, thank you, Father. Okay, Lord. Oh, I need to. I need to talk, and I'm kind of unwilling to. But the Lord is saying that I need to, so I'm gonna stop. Um, Felicia came on and she said that I'm flying whereas I feel like I'm falling and that I need to change my perception and it's interesting that she says that Because I've been I've been reminiscing a lot about 
where I was last year, different things, some of the battles I've been through, and how I've gotten to this point. I'm looking at the situations that I'm in, and I'm like, really? It's like I have a hope that things will change. I'm doing the things that I need to, and when I look at the past, I look at how God has brought me to this point. So I'm standing looking at this mountain, and I'm going, how? I guess it's more of a how is this going to work rather than if it's going to work. I'm just trying to, one of the reasons that I wanted to fast, and I'm going to do it again this week, is because, I don't know, you just ever been just at your last, at your last last? And I'm trying and I'm pushing. And it's like you may take a step forward, but that's about all it goes. And here come 12 things at you, and you just struggle to hold your ground, let alone advance. But I look back and I say, God, you worked that out in the past, so I'm trusting you to work it out again. I just don't see how you're going to do it. So I decided to fast. And actually it helped me to help me to hear because things were getting clouded around me. Too many things were pulling on me. And I couldn't hear, so it helped me to begin to hear. Situation ain't changed much, I ain't going to lie. But I, I, I couldn't hear. I, I was getting too much. My flesh was rising up too much, and I couldn't hear. And so I fasted. And in the midst of it, I began to feel that peace and, and the ability to go on. I still ain't quite figured out, well, hell, it came down to one thing. Some, some grand things got to happen in my life quickly. I ain't going to say what I said, but I done went from bad to jacked. I ain't going to say what I said. My situation has, but I don't really know to honestly, I want to quit. Just ain't got no choice. You know, it's like you trust in God, you're walking, and you see things not work out the way that you envisioned. I got my mama, my daddy, Mr. Davis, and my daughter. <laughs> That's about the only reason I press. Because they sure don't know what the hell to do. So what am I going to do? I'm going to fast. Because I ain't got no other choices. Everything else fell apart. So I fast. Like, 
and part of me is saying, like, really, Sam, you're going to try this again? Really, Sam? And I know that's also the enemy. You know, you're wasting your time. It ain't going to work. Ain't nothing changed. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because if God can't help me, who who can? Who will? So, I'm sitting here on this phone again. Getting ready to read this book again. And I guess I needed to tell, tell you all that because I sure didn't want to say it, but God kept pricking my spirit. And so you say I'm flying. I feel like I'm falling. But somehow I'm still trying to hold on to God and that this is going to work out. I just don't quite see how. But I know it's 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 all on me and the Holy Spirit, which is where it normally has been anyway. And most people don't understand or see, and I don't expect them to. And that's why I really, a lot of times why I don't even get into it. But anyway, that's my story. That's where I'm at. That's what's going on in my life. So. I'm going to read this book now. So maybe that helps somebody or encourages somebody or touches somebody in some way. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not about me. You were talking about being humble. And like I said last week, you know what? You be obedient, it'll teach you humility. It will teach you humility. So, Father God, work in all our lives and situations and circumstances. Let your word rise up and transform us into the men and women of God that you want us to be. Forgive us for our faults, our shortcomings. Lead us down the path that you want us to walk. Let the anointing increase in all of our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. This is exactly what has happened to many who have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They do not understand that such an experience necessarily initiates them into a closer relationship with the spirit world and exposes them to the influence of both the Holy Spirit and the evil spirit. While they are experiencing a baptism in the spirit, they consider all supernatural experiences to be baptism in the Holy Spirit. Truly, they have been baptized in spirit, but the searching question is, in what spirit have they been baptized, in the Holy One or in the Evil One? Both of these may be viewed as baptized in the spirit, not recognizing that the Holy Spirit requires their spirit's cooperation and that he never does violence to their personality. Many saints allow the inner man to descend into passivity and to permit some outside force to burn, twist, or overthrow them. They, in the word, have been baptized in the evil spirit. Some Christians genuinely have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, yet being unable to distinguish between spirit and soul, they are afterwards dece- they are deceived afterwards. Because of their special experience, 
They maintain that now that the Holy Spirit is in full control, they should not take any active step but remain completely passive. And so the inner man is submerged in total inertia. Satan begins to feed them many excessive pleasant sensations and numerous visions, dreams, and supernatural experiences too. They receive them all as from the Holy Spirit, not realizing that the inert spirit, like a magnet, draw oof. Wow. That the inert spirit, like a magnet, draws in these counterfeit experiences. Had they known how to distinguish between the sensational and the supernatural from the spiritual, these believers would have examined those experiences. Now, however, because of lack of discernment combined with a passive spirit, they settle deeper and deeper into the enemy's deception. As the believer's spirit grows increasingly quiescent, quiescent, whatever the word is, his conscience, of course, follows suit. Once his conscience is rendered passive, he next expects to be led directly by the Holy Spirit, either by voice or by scripture verse. He concludes that he no longer will lead him by his conscience or by decisions emanating from his intuition. Instead, he will be led in the highest way. The Holy Spirit, he now assumes, will speak either directly to him or indirectly through some Bible verses. By ceasing to employ his conscience and by letting it drop into an inaction, the saint is deceived into minding Satan in his daily walk. The Holy Spirit, however, true to his own working principle, will always refrain from taking over man's conscience and using it for him. Satan alone will seize the occasion to replace the guidance of the believer's conscience and intuition with supernatural voices and other devices. As conscience grows more passive and the evil spirit supplies his guidance, some Christians begin to lower their moral standard, thinking they henceforth live according to a higher life principle and therefore treat immoral matters as not quite so immoral anymore. They also cease to make any progress in life or work. Instead of exercising their, initiative, their intuitive power to detect the thought of the Holy Spirit or if engaging their conscience to discern right and wrong, they simply follow the supernatural voice which comes from the outside and reduce themselves to robots. These Christians mistake the supernatural voice for the voice of God. They disregard their reasoning, their conscience, and other people's advice. They turn out to be the most stubborn individuals in the world. They refuse to listen to anyone. They picture themselves as obeying a high law of life than the rest of their spiritual comforters. How they fit perfectly the description of apostles whose consciences are seared. 1 Timothy 4 and 2. Their consciences are void of conviction. Hence to sum up, in our spiritual warfare, we must we must ever and non preserve our inner man in an act in an active state, wholly yielded to the Holy Spirit, yet not in passive submission. Otherwise, we be, we shall be deceived by the enemy. Even should the adversary not assault us, we still should retreat into the shuttle position if our spirit is not operative and outstretched. For the enemy would have the chance anyway to sell off all outlets for our spirit to work, to serve, and to war. It would suffer as though suppressed. Our inner man must accordingly be active and outgoing. It must resist Satan constantly, or else it will be attacked from all sides. Another very important principle to learn in spiritual warfare is that we must attack Satan incessantly. This is to prevent ourselves from being attacked. When a believer has crossed into the domain of the spiritual life, he daily ought to maintain a combat attitude in his spirit, praying thereby for the overflow of all the works of Satan done through the evil powers. If not, he should discover his spirit should fall from heaven, grow very weak and feeble, gradually lose his senses, and finally become scarcely detectable. This is all because the believer's inner man is collapsed in such a passive condition that has ceased to launch out and intact. Hence, ground is surrendered to the enemy from which to assail, 
surround and shut out in his spirit. But if the Christian daily lets out his spirit and continually resists the foe, he will keep his spirit mobilized. And with each passing, the issue will wax stronger and stronger. A Christian must be delivered from every misconception with respect to spiritual life. He often surmises before he enters into a spiritual sphere that if he could only be as spiritual as his brother, how happy he would be. He visualizes the spiritual odyssey as the most. Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he visualizes the spiritual odyssey as the most happy affair. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so he contemplates spending his days in perfect joy. Little does he know that the opposite is the truth. The spiritual path does not yield any enjoyment to the person himself. It is instead a life of daily fighting. To remove warfare from a spiritual life is to render it unspiritual. Life in the spirit is a suffering way, filled with watching and laboring, burdened by weariness and trial. <laughs> I can't even finish reading this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Mm. <sighs> Little does he know that the opposite is true. The spiritual path does not yield any enjoyment to the person himself. It is instead a life of daily fighting. To remove warfare from a spiritual life is to render it unspiritual. Life in the spirit is a suffering way. Filled with watching and laboring, burdened by weariness and trial, punctuated by heartbreak and conflict. It is a life utterly outpoured entirely for the kingdom of God and lived in complete disregard for one's own personal happiness. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, somebody need to come finish reading this. I can't even read no more. <laughs> Girl, you need to go get the people's fear. Do you need some people? Do you need to go get the who? <laughs> I need to get the people's fear. Baby girl, you know what? <laughs> I mean, and wait a minute. And, and the bad part about it, after my little, my little... Beach. And then I got to read this. <laughs> what, what you going to say? Okay. What? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I, I'm done. I'm done. I, you know what? Oh, Lord. You want me to say it for you? <laughs> you better you, you go right <laughs> But I, I I just suggest that you finish reading. You say you what? I suggest that you finish the reading. That would be great. Okay, I got like a paragraph. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. So, <laughs> wait a minute. You 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 had to come off your computer, <laughs> get in front of your boss and say, "No, I got a comment on this one." <laughs> oh Jesus! Woo! Okay, okay. You know what? I ain't going to make no promises. Okay. To remove warfare from a spiritual life is to render it unspiritual. Life in the spirit is a suffering way, 
filled with watching and laboring, burdened by weariness and trial, punctuated by heartbreak and conflict. It is a life utterly outpoured entirely for the kingdom of God and lived in complete disregard for one's own personal happiness. When a Christian is carnal, he lives toward himself and for his own spiritual enjoyment. Of little real value is he in God's hands. <laughs> Only as he dies to sin and to his personal life should he be able to be stand and be used by God. Okay, I'm almost done. Y'all want me to read this again, huh? <laughs> Get through. Okay. Yeah, I do. I want you to read it again. A spiritual life is one of spiritual usefulness because it is lived to mount assault upon assault against God's spiritual enemy. We ought to be zealous for God relentlessly attacking that enemy and never allowing this most useful spirit of ours to sink into passivity. <sighs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read it again, just for y'all. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Mm. God got jokes. That's all I got to say. He got jokes. I ain't laughing. No, well, I'm sitting up here laughing and ain't laughing. So what am I? See, that's even a joke to himself. Oh, Lord. Really? Really, Lord? Really? Well, Sam, as as as, as it was stated many times, God never changes. He just looks for us to change. Hmm. Hmm. All righty. Hmm. This is a... Go ahead, Renee. I said, look what he does with the word. What do you mean? Before you start reading, you was you was teetering. <clears throat> I don't know if you were crying or not, but it sounded like you was on the verge of it before you start reading the word. <clears throat> and it did a 360 on you. When you sounded sounded down and and lost, you start reading. You start reading this word, and you got a whole new perspective. I will agree with you most vehement, vehemently on that one, my dear. Because, like I said, we're all walking opportunities, and the thing that we get caught up in a lot of times, we look and take it personal. But part of our walk is also helping somebody out with their walk. And opposition is coming up against you, just like with Moses and the Pharaoh. God had hardened the Pharaoh's heart to go ahead and help Moses to exercise his beliefs and faith. And at times, we may take it on as, you know, if, you know, you start taking the person like, hey, this is us. Yeah, I got over on this one. I got over on that one. And you was hard, your heart was hardened for a reason or for a short period of time. 
Now, if you decide to take that and, and make it into more and make it about you, uh, you just did a bad thing. So now somebody else or something else has to come up and show you. So for the people that you have to deal with right now, you're standing in you're standing in the seat to be protection. But then also for your opposition, you hear the show for just how great God can be when you get out the way. And on this line, we always say on how God God has us and that he's going to make sure that we get glory because he's going to have glory. And we're going to tell him he has glory before he even happens to show how much that we believe and have faith in him. So fasting was good, believing is good, but you're just not the only one in this equation. So he has to work with everybody in this equation. But as, you, as, as I said before, God never changes. He's been this way for how long? A long time. <laughs> okay, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. This is exactly what has happened to many who have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They do not understand that such an experience necessarily initiates them into a closer relationship with the spirit world and exposes them to the influence of both the Holy Spirit and the evil spirit. While they are experiencing a baptism in the Spirit, they consider all supernatural experiences to be baptism in the Holy Spirit. Truly, they have been baptized in the Spirit, but the searching question is, in what spirit have they been baptized, in the Holy One or in the Evil One? Both of them may be viewed as baptized in the Spirit, not recognizing that the Holy Spirit requires their Spirit's cooperation and that He never does violence to their personality. Many saints allow the inner man to descend into his passivity and to permit some outside force to burn, twist, overthrow them. Then the word have been baptized in the evil spirit. So now we're coming back again where he was breaking down um, the way that he's writing this. He's breaking down the difference between supernatural and spiritual. Where it says spiritual emanates from within, out. Supernatural is coming from out, within. And so that's what he's talking about with the evil spirit and, and, and Satan. And remember, Satan is a, is a father of lies. He's a master deceiver. So through supernatural experiences, you know, remember, we, we all are a part. We all are spiritual beings. And so we yearn for spiritual things. So he will tease us and give us supernatural experiences to lead us in a path away from God if we don't truly are not, if we're not truly in tune with God. So that's what he's talking about, supernatural experiences and spiritual experiences and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the evil spirit. Some Christians genuinely have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, yet being unable to distinguish between spirit and soul, they are deceived afterwards. Because of their special experience, they maintain that now the Holy Spirit is in full control, they should not take any active steps but remain completely passive. And so the inner man is submerged in total inertia. Satan begins to feed them as many excessive pleasant sensations and numerous visions, dreams, and supernatural experiences, too. They receive them all as from the Holy Spirit, not realizing that the inert spirit, like a magnet, draws in these counterfeit experiences. Had they known how to distinguish between the sensational and the supernatural from the spiritual, 
these believers would examine those experiences. Now, however, because of lack of discernment combined with a passive spirit, they settle deeper and deeper into the enemy's deception. Um, I don't know if it was this book or what we were reading, but was talking about um, Paul or the Peter. I don't. I, whenever they were getting ready to go into different parts of the world, and that they tried, they tried to go into this area and they stopped. They, they it's like they tried to go into like several different areas every time they they, they went to go there. That um, the that it, the Holy Spirit told them no. Then finally, they uh, were led to go somewhere and everything clicked. And so they were, you know, and that's what we need to do. In other words, what he's talking about is God gives us our personalities, uh, our characteristics, and all these things for reasons. He needs to train them, just like Erica said, you know, about her gifting and how, how you know, how one of the things, how she can get into people's heads. Well, now God wants her to use it for his work. And so it's the same with us. We never need to get to the point where we're just going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs. You know, God gives us these things. God, just like my situation I was just talking about. I, I, I know there's some way. I don't know which way, but I've got to keep pressing. If not, I, I'm, if I just sit around and wait for God to say, okay, okay, this way, okay. I mean, in other words, i got a part to play. Now, see, when you're doing that, what you do is you walk in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. <clears throat> you seek the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction and strength and everything but you still keep moving. See, if you do that, then you won't become passive. Even in the in the in the physical in the science arena, it talks about uh, um, it's easier for something that's in motion to uh, stand more. I forget this exact thing, but if something's in motion, it's easier to keep it going rather than trying to get something up and going. It takes a lot more energy to do that. So. In that aspect, even and see when you're doing it, you're going and you you keep trying things, you keep seeking the Holy Spirit, you keep trying this, you keep trying that, and you're not quitting. Then also you're sharpening your spiritual tools as well as your natural tools. So these are things that you need to keep, you know, keep um, as God's working these things out and through you as you walk in this walk. So that's what he's talking about being passive, just sitting down, twiddling thumbs, and saying. Oh, well, God's got this. Well, yeah, what are you going to do? See, remember, God is a multiplier. You've got to have some seed that you put into the ground. You've got to have something that you're doing, then he multiplies your effort. But if you're sitting around passive and not doing anything, then what can he multiply? Zero. <coughs> As a believer, spirit grows incessantly quiet, and I don't know what this word is, Q-U-I-E-S-C-N-T. His conscience, of course, follows suit. Once his conscience is rendered passive, he next expects to be led directly by the Holy Spirit, either by voice or by scripture verse. He concludes that he no longer will lead him by his conscience or by decisions emanating from his intuition. Instead, he will be led by his highest way. Okay, now what he's doing, he's breaking down in our spiritual man in three components. Our conscience, our inner man, our conscience, our communion, and our intuition and our spiritual arena, that's what we're comprised of. Hey, All these in contact with the Holy Spirit. So that's what he's saying. This is how we're supposed to be led when we're being led spirit, soul, and body. Okay, so in our, in our soul, we got mind, will, and emotions. In our spirit, we got conscious, um, spirit, and, um, and communion. So you can just let those things lead you. Good. But he was killing me last night. He concludes that he no longer will be led, he will lead him by conscience or by decision emanating from his intuition. Instead, he will be led in the highest way. 
The Holy Spirit, he now assumes, will speak either directly to him or indirectly through some Bible verse. By ceasing to employ his conscience and by letting it drop into inaction, the saint is deceived in the mighty Satan in his daily walk. The Holy Spirit, however, true to his own working principle, will always refrain from taking over man's conscience and using it for him. Satan alone will seize the occasion to replace the guidance of the believer's conscience and intuition with supernatural voices and other devices. Okay, so... The Holy Spirit will not take over. He's a gentleman. He will not take over. Remember that. Remember that. Satan will. That's his, that's his ultimate thing. He wants to take over and lead you, lead you down a path of destruction. Holy Spirit wants to cooperate. Now, the Holy Spirit will try to get you to walk with him, and he will struggle with you in the sense of, come on, come on, you know. And sometimes God will just like, look, you know, like I was talking with Felicia. But if she if she struggles and she gets so firmly rooted in herself and in her decisions, then he'll just say, finally, okay. Okay. He's not going to force you. As conscience grows more passive and the evil spirit supplies his guidance, some Christians begin to lower the moral standard, thinking they henceforth live according to a higher life principle and therefore treat immoral matters as not quite so immoral anymore. They also cease to make any progress in life or work. Instead of exercising the intuitive power to detect the thought of the Holy Spirit or of engaging the conscience to discern right and wrong, they simply follow the supernatural voice which comes from the outside and reduces them to robots. These Christians mistake the supernatural voice for the voice of God. They disregard their reasoning, their conscience, and other people's advice. They turn out to be the most stubborn individuals in the world. They refuse to listen to anyone. They picture themselves of obeying a higher law of life than the rest of their spiritual conference. How they fit perfectly in the description of apostles, whose consciences are seared, 1 Timothy 4 and 2. Their consciences are void of conviction. Okay. Hence, to sum up, in our spiritual warfare, we must ever and anon preserve our inner man in an active state, wholly yielded to the Holy Spirit, yet not in passive submission. Otherwise, we should be deceived by the enemy. So even, okay, like I say, it's, it's like a look, you know, look at yourself to the left and to the right. So on the right, you, when you face to the right, you, you, you're fighting the enemy with everything you have. And when you turn to the left, you're submitting to the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's kind of like the, the, the state that you need to be in and letting God be God. Hence to sum up in our spiritual warfare, we must ever and anon preserve our inner man to be active state, wholly yielded to the Holy Spirit, yet not in passive submission. Otherwise, we should be deceived by the enemy. Even should the adversary not assault us, we shall retreat into a subtle and subtle position, shut-in position, if our spirit is not operative and outstretched. For the enemy would have the chance anywhere to seal off all outlets for our spirit to work, to serve, and to war. It would suffer as though suppressed. Our inner man must accordingly be active and outgoing. It must resist Satan constantly or else it will be attacked from all sides. Another very important principle to learn in spiritual warfare is that we must attack Satan incessantly. This is to prevent ourselves from being attacked. When a believer has crossed into the domain of the spiritual, he daily ought to maintain a combat attitude in the spirit, praying therewith for the overthrow of all the works of Satan done through the evil powers. If not, he should discover his spirit should fall from heaven, grow very weak and feeble, gradually lose his senses, and filing becomes scarcely detectable. This is all because the believer's inner man has collapsed into such a passive condition that it has ceased to launch out an attack. 
Hence ground and surrender to the enemy from which to assail, surround and shut in the spirit. But if the Christian daily lets out his spirit and constantly res- continually resists the foe, he will keep his spirit mobilized, and with each passing day, it should wax stronger and stronger. So, and I was just thinking about, again, what, what Felicia was talking about, and I was talking about, you know, uh, am I falling, am I flying? If you're constantly working and moving, then your spirit is constantly growing and <clears throat> outstretched. And that's that, again. That's how God perceives it. That you, 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 He's using you. He's growing you. He's increasing you. And that's God's perception <clears throat> of what's going on. A Christian must be delivered from every misconception with respect to spiritual life. He often surmises before he enters into the spiritual sphere that if he only could be a spiritual as brother, how happy he would be. He visualizes the spiritual odyssey as the most happy affair. Now this is when I just start cracking up. So y'all just gotta excuse me. He visualizes spiritual odyssey as the most happy affair, and so he contemplates spending his days in perfect joy. Little does he know that the opposite is the truth. The spiritual path does not yield any enjoyment to the person himself. It is instead a life of daily fighting. To remove warfare from a spiritual life is to render it unspiritual. Life in the spirit is a suffering way, filled with watching and laboring, burdened by weariness and trial, punctuated by heartbreaking conflict. Does my name in there by that definition or something like that? But I, I just, I, I, that's, that's all I can do is I really, what you just, just describe my daily existence. Spiritual path does not yield any enjoyment to the person himself. It is instead a life of daily fighting. To remove warfare from a spiritual life is to render it unspiritual. Life in the spirit is a suffering way filled with watching and laboring, burned by weariness and trial, punctuated by heartbreaking conflict. It is a life utterly outpoured entirely for the kingdom of God, lived in complete disregard for one's own personal happiness. When a Christian is carnal, he lives toward himself and for his own spiritual enjoyment. Of little real value is he in God's hand, only as he dies to sin to his personal life should he be able to be used by God. A spiritual life is one of spiritual usefulness because it lived to amount assault upon assault against God's spiritual enemy. We ought to be zealous for God, relentlessly attacking that enemy and never allowing this most useful spirit to, of ours to sink into passivity. All right, I'm done. <laughs> go ahead, shock him. Huh? Go ahead and shock him. Uh, what's coming to mind right now? Spiritual surgery. Mm. Oh, Lord. Then again, though, too, as I had talked about. About what, about a month or two ago, about stopping generational curses. Because mm-hmm. so getting to, and that's one thing that we don't look at until the last minute. We usually react by what we see going on around us, that we put in high regard, deal with certain things. come across and we are not well versed or knowledgeable in it, we tend to take on <laughs> and in those actions we, we tend to gravitate more to feeling hopeless. Those are so 
those are two of the real things that we have to look at and then work on in order to get us up out of that. So in with you for your parents' prayers. For before them and not even be here, their prayers. And then Mr. Davis. And then for Morgan. And also for yourself. You're strengthening yourself in teaching Morgan a life lesson. You're showing your parents that you're a lot stronger than what they had seen in you in the past. Now, you know, a bodybuilder, they can't go over and start picking up 250 pounds and say they picked it up with the greatest of ease. They got to start off small and build up to that. As I told you earlier, with your opposers, you're there to help to challenge and strengthen them as well. So don't feel discouraged. Be encouraged. And um, I think I can be safe to say that I have a funny feeling that all of us have been challenged on this line within the last couple of weeks. Where you just felt like you was at a standstill, but then you can't stand still. And I know with the things that came up against me, I just keep asking, okay, so Lord, which way you want me to go? What you want me to do? And as long as we keep looking towards him, that's what he wants us to do. Change from our carnal ways and exercise on our spiritual. And carnal, all they can do is look at it and say, well, man, how did they do that? How did they work that out? So you know you're covered. So when you cry your tears of joy or tears of confusion, you know who to take it to. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. All right. Anybody else got anything? Comments, Miss Dear, as you're speaking on the phone after you finish your chuckling. Yeah, probably not. I think I'm just gonna be going for the day. 
Oh, okay. All right. I, I, I believe every time I even a thought run across my mind, it's going to bring about a chuckle. <laughs> you know, well, I take that back. I mean, it will bring, you know, bring about a chuckle, but <laughs> you had to, you know, you had to express what you were feeling um, and thinking and carnality because it's it's true. I think a lot of times we forget that we are carnal, you know, we have that carnal side to us, understanding that we have, that we are spiritual beings, but we, we all, uh, so many of our experiences are carnal. And you had to <clears throat> express those things so that God can come in through the reading to remind you exactly who he is and what he does and what the purpose is. Because though you are <clears throat> a very intricate part of what's going on, it ain't about you. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so to get get back to it being about God and his purpose and how he deems this to work out and how he deems the process to take place, you had to get out of You had to get that stuff out to get out of yourself so he can continue to do his work. Because you being in you, put a little, you know, put a little uh, stumbling block in the way. <laughs> because, again, God is not going to force himself on us. We have to be willing. And, you know, <clears throat> when we're in self, that is a form of resistance. Because mm. mm. we're too busy trying to figure out how in the hell this is going to pop off and happen. <laughs> and, we and we can't even fathom it in the most uh, rational or logic of our mindset. So, yeah. You had to, you know, <clears throat> you had to, I guess, be you in carnality so that God can remind you who he is spiritually and who you are spiritually because you were, you know, having some of these human things um, in place that prevented him from moving forward. You know, I when, even with the reading, you know, when it talking about the part where he wants for us not to be passive and to, you know, to, to keep trying and doing things. I was thinking about Friday when um I thought I had a breakthrough, you know, and went there and found out it was another dead end. But it's just, again, you know, I'm I'm working this thing out. Well, I, I, let me stop. I'm, I'm trying to see the path for it to be worked out. But, again, it's, I'm a constantly trying. I'm constantly pushing you know, and so even with the reading, to reinforce my experience of last Friday. Right. You know, and, and that's the other thing, too. I'm, and that's a, another reason I said, well, let me go ahead and talk again for, even though I didn't know it was going to lead down that direction. I, I'm, I'm, like you say, I'm recognizing it about me. 
and that he's using me to do things which I still kind of say, really, God, but it is what it is. But that's another reason why I try to, well, I see, I I, I, I accept things a little bit better the past. You know, I ain't saying right. I like him, but I recognize that he's doing something, and I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to let him do what he do. So. Hmm. It's still a trying situation. That's what it is. That's what it is. Hey, it's helping your relationship with them. Huh? I said it's helping you to strengthen your relationship with him. Yeah. Um, also, what I wanted to mention is that uh, the word that you mentioned earlier, quiescent or quiescent. Oh, right, right, yeah. It is actually, um, it is, it's a state or period of inactivity or dormancy. And what it is, you know, um, uh, crisis is actually um, when there is no movement or no activity, you know, it's also saying, you know, uh, uh, like peace in, in the stillness or tranquility at rest, so to speak. Mm. So, you know, just because, um, you know, in moments of inactivity doesn't mean really that there isn't anything going on on God's end. The quiescent may be on your end because, again, our ways are not his and our thoughts are not his. And to you, it may be quiescent or dormant or inactive, but, see, God is still working where you can't see, feel, or think. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to, you know. Thank you for the dictionary, dear. Sure, sure, sure. And the baby's got to put his two cents in. Come on, baby, preach, preach. Yeah, because her biggest thing over here right now is just for these teeth to come through these gums. Mm. Mm. And we all know that toothache ain't, ain't, a toothache is no punk, but once we get through it, we happy. <laughs> then it's on to the next. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I guess I take prayer requests. Yeah, ah! oh. 
I would like you to pray for um, Ward. Pray for who? Um, Somebody Ward. His name is Robert Ward. Oh, Robert Ward. Oh, okay. He is a um, <clears throat> Stillmanite. Um, he was he was there, of course, after you. But um, I received um, word last night that he um, went into cardiac arrest while driving and had an accident, and he's currently in a coma. Oh wow! He's like um, I'm forty seven, so he might be like forty five, forty four, forty five, somewhere around there. Wow. You're not Ken Ernest Ward now, Mizey. I don't know. He's from Ozark, Alabama. I'm not really sure. Okay, because Ernest and Chubby, you know, you don't, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just right. You know Chubby now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are they from again? I don't know where Chubby is from. I just knew he was living in Florida. I don't know if he was from Florida, but I knew. Uh, he was... I... It's either Atlanta or Bama, and I think it was some part of um, Atlanta. Okay. I think. I'm not, because I know they will all come from the same Ch- Ernest Chubby and um, somebody else. And then I know Ricky, Ernest's brother, came in. Okay. Yep. Okay, so Robert Ward. Oko Sarambo okay. Hmm. Hmm. Ooh, Father God, remove that dart that the enemy has punctured his heart with, Lord. Remove that right now. In Jesus' name, Satan, take your hands off that man's life. Take your hand off that man's life. I plead the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over his life. Holy Spirit, remove the attack from the enemy, Lord. The enemy is trying to kill him. The enemy is trying to kill him. And we come against Satan right now in Jesus' name. I bind and I say cease. You will not take him out of here. This is a man of God who has a work to do, and he will rise and overcome this. Holy Spirit, enter into that room. Mm, mm, mm. Enter into that situation and circumstance. Remove him. Remove the enemy right now. Let healing begin to flow. Let the balm of Gilead begin to saturate and anoint him. Keep him safe in you, Lord. Minister to him, Lord. Keep him. Teach him. Love on 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 him. Ah, love covers a multitude of sins, Father. Yes, he might have missed it, Lord. There's some things that are out of position, Lord, as you desire them to be. But, Lord, restore him back to where you want him to be. Love on him, Father. Love on him and keep and teach him, Father. Keep and teach and give him the fullness of the word and let it enter to his heart. Let him begin to rise up and walk as you're calling him to walk. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, Maria. Maria. I, to- I Maria. I talked to her this morning. And um, she's struggling a little bit in her spirit. You know, she's being tested, of course. She's struggling a little bit. Let me pray for Maria, Maria, Harambosi, Sharada Kando, Sheke, Harambosi, Sharaka Randaka. No wonder I had this inside out. Mm. Rasa. Forgive me. Exactly where he wants you at. So now, Father, strengthen her. Instead of tapping the door, teach her to walk according, Father, as you will give her the strength, the ability, even the desire to press on, Lord. Let her not faint in the midst of the struggle. Let her not faint in the midst of adversity, but let her rise up and become the overcomer, the warrior, the woman of God that you're calling her to be. Move in her life. Life. Move in her, Lord. Keep her in perfect peace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Uh, and before you, um, and, um, huh. yeah, Tony Eisner, I spoke to him, well, communicated with him briefly this morning. He's dealing with some stuff. Somewhat vague, but, you know, he's struggling in his spirit as well. Everybody got a struggle going on. Woo-hoo. Everybody got a struggle going on. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Okay, Lord. Pray for Tony Eisner. Ore yombo se yorombo ko. Oreseke yombo, orandike shromboko, yese yombo, orandike working it, walking in circles, do 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 do. 
<laughs> That's what he's doing. Walking in circles. Do, 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 do. Walking around in circles. Do, 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 do. If he pays attention to the signs, he might be able to come out of his dilemma. But he'll look up and say, okay, uh-huh. Maybe might even acknowledge it from time to time, but not really grabbing hold of what it is that he needs to do. Father God, protect him. And actually kind of like, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit is looking at him. Okay. Come back, you ready yet? Okay. Like the Doritos commercial. No, the cheese commercial, when they come back and see if the cheese is matured, the Holy Spirit just looks at him. He's protecting him, but he's letting him walk around because he doesn't want to come out of his circle. It's his familiar ground. It's his familiar place. Though he complains about it, but elsewhere is unknown, and he's even more uncomfortable to try to come out of it, so he's just content to stay where he's at and to... Seek. What's those things that I do that you call me, that you talk about me all the time when I do the things I do? Coping mechanisms. He seeks coping mechanisms as his way to deal with the situation or circumstance rather than facing it and dealing with it from that way. So, Father God, just continue to love on him, keep him safe, keep him protected, and let him see the reality of who you are so he can begin to grasp hold of it and do the things you want him to do. Amen. And you can do, you can pray for me, please, sir. You're like, last but not least, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Got something, Fifi? I want to pray, too. Okay. Well, I'm going to do you now, Fifi, and then I do her, because I know you'll be trying to <sighs> work time. Ay, Felicia, bora yera ka so ko rande de gose, she she ko rande de gose, she ko rande de gose, she ko rande de gose. Okay. You're taking steps, they're baby steps, but you're taking steps. That's good. Just like we talked about, an object in motion is easier to go going than one is not in motion, so you're taking steps. Don't condemn yourself for the steps that you're taking. And your steps are helping you to begin to face which you don't want to face. And the thing about it, the enemy is scared if you really begin to face him and walk in who you are. Because he don't want you ever to see a record. Mm. You know, we talk about how how the, um, so many different scenarios, like how the black race has been... You know, with the with the with the Willie Lynch letter, and so now we're persecuting ourselves, or how they take the 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 horse or the elephant, and they tie him to a stake with the rope on his leg, mm-hmm. and then when he's older, they just keep the rope on his leg, and he just keeps acting like he's tied to the stake and he can't go nowhere. 
And even if he was tied to a stake, he could pull it out of the ground and do whatever he wanted to do. That's that's what I mean. You know, you you you're conditioned to run away, not deal with, to cover up. <laughs> And the devil loves you to be in that position because that way he ain't got to beat you up. You do it to yourself. (laughs) But you're slowly beginning to take the necessary steps to turn and face that which you've been running from. And the devil doesn't want you to do that because he knows when you get to the point that you're fully facing him and not backing down, he will flee. I didn't say he will what he will flee. He will flee. So continue to take your steps, whether they be many steps, M I N I or big steps. Continue to take many steps, M A N Y. And let God perfect those things that concern of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. Now I can get on Erica. No pun intended. I beg to differ, but okay. (laughs) Okay, pun intended. Now you're happy. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Whoa, wow. Mm. There you go. <laughs> what? I just said wow. That's all I said. Okay, first of all, let me pray for your brother. <laughs> you said what? Oh, Lord. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. More de kombrosa kanda. Bullshit at a car, Randy to go see Shindy to go Sada. Bullshit on Randy to go Shindy to go Sandra. His health situation is churning, is churning, is turning for the better, best. Small things now. God is beginning to reveal things to him that he's struggling with. Struggling with. He he quite grasps who, what, how, when, where. He doesn't quite see or understand it. But it's to the point that he's beginning to see the reality of it. He's like, how can I back away from it? Because he's, he's like, you know, so it's like it's a struggle for him. It's a struggle for him. But God needs him to stand and to stand there for. Mm, it's just a battle. It's, just a, it's a huge internal battle going on inside of him to yield to the spiritual things. It's uncomfortable, it's unfamiliar, and it's, I'm going to say, unknown. Just like like you when, when we were trying to get you to speak in the spirit. 
it's the same way with him, maybe even a little bit more. Because uh, You know what it is more? You know why? Because, see, you trying to get you to speak in the spirit when you struggle to do it, you were exposed to it. So there was an aspect of your walk, of your life, that recognized it for what it is. He doesn't have that kind of exposure, so it's even much more of a struggle. Hint, hint. <clears throat> I ain't going to say nothing. You understood that. It's even more of a struggle of for him to walk because he has no mentor. He has no guide around him to say, that's okay, this is real. No, that's so He doesn't have that, so he, he even more so pulls away from that which God is desiring him to do. But there's something inside of him that won't let him quit. That won't. So there's an internal battle going on inside of him. And as he comes more out of that, his health situation will get better, even though it is already beginning to get better. But, again, that's struggle. So it's all tied together. It's all tied together. Father God, move in his heart and his life. Shield him, cover and keep him. Let him become the man of God you call him to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You really had to go there, didn't you? What? Mm-hmm. I ain't going to ask if you called him because I already know the answer, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Woo. You work my nerve. Thank you, baby. Sure. Any given Sunday. Hey, that was a pretty good movie. It had Jamie Foxx in it. Uh-huh. I knew it would be something you relate to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, I guess I can pray for you now. <laughs> I mean, you included me in the other prayer. I mean, you may as well. <laughs> Y'all almost let that one slip, like. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, no, I got to pray for your daddy first. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, wait. That's almost his. Hmm, okay. That's going to be a little bit more something. But go right ahead. <sighs> Bless me, Lord. <laughs> He's coming to a crossroad. He's coming to a crossroad. When we talk about the different levels of God, you got the perfect, the good, and acceptable will of God. That's the crossroad that He's coming to. He too will run away. I mean, well, that's just a common nature. But there's a but with this. There's a but with this. God needs Him to step out. Mm. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's your shingle time again, but anyway. Oh, Jesus. I need him to step out, and he too 
doesn't want to do it. But T2 doesn't quite understand. <laughs> he too saying, really? But see, I'm so used to doing it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm used to walking this way. I'm seeing God saying, mm-hmm, that's nice. See, acceptable, good, and perfect. God said, yeah, now I need you to come to this level to do it this way. Whew. Like a pouting kid. There's going to be conflict in the home. Oh, no way. <laughs> Until he gets to that point. And it's, it's, and it's more so my people perish for lack of knowledge. It's more so from that arena is that he doesn't see, understand, and he's used to doing it this way. So much as I'm trying to be disobedient, it's not coming from that at all. It's, it's, so it's not that is how it, it, you know how we think we're doing something for God, but God said, mm, "Well, we well we read about all time spirit, soul, and body. How how we think we're doing something, but really we are doing something, and it's not God." Right. And that that's that's what He quite doesn't see. Again, exposure, <clears throat> exposure. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Okay, she's going to get quiet on that one. So at the right time, when you make your journey to that T-Town for that weekend, to Shingle, <laughs> God's going to provide you the funds, and he's going to tell you exactly when. God's going to provide you the funds. Go, really? How can I? And all of a sudden, oh, that's how. And then you're going to look at yourself like, Really? I got the time. I even got the money. Now I even got a car. Now what's my excuse? Me. So, anyway, I'm done with your dad now. <laughs> I love you, too. I ain't never my phone. Don't you send me no text. Okay. Woman of God, too much is given, much is required. Just me and my shingle, huh? Hey, you and your shingle, my shingle, my shingle, la da 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 da. And my same, my same. You know, it's not as bad, but my same situation still, still persists. You know, when you're talking to individuals who've been uh, doing this or preaching and all this for years and then, you know, having to give them a message of some sort. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what? Do it. Like, like the, um, the um, one day I got... Uh, something I got up in front of the church at NBC, and I just got up there, and I just started speaking in tongues and just do what I do. And then uh, one lady came out, I can't believe you just got up there and did that. Well, yeah, this, this, I just, I'm just i just going to do what I do. I'm not going to try to, because sometimes you can't. 
<laughs> Sometimes you can't try to sugarcoat because you look, this is what it is. Now nah, you're gonna see this is what it is, and you might you might have to take that approach. You know, you use knowledge, wisdom, understanding how to skillfully plant the seeds that are needed. But I think the seeds are already there in both of their cases. So some plant some water, but God gives an increase. So you know, you just have to go and just. Do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do it, and then let God do the rest. You know, and and that might be all that you need to do. But whatever's needed, just do it. And, okay, Lord, I did my part, and then leave it there. And in due time, it will manifest. It will manifest because God desires to do it. Just like when they were um, getting ready to kill one of the disciples, apostles, or whatever, and one of the governors or townsmen spoke up. He said, leave him alone. He said, if this is of God, he said, if this is something that he's doing, then it'll die. If this is of God, no man can thwart it. So the things that are of God regarding them, it's going to prove, it's going to rise up inside them. They just need somebody to water it and show them to remove some of the scales to show them no this is real because see again they don't have that exposure so to them it might not it doesn't see no i don't understand or see so it's harder for them to accept that it's harder for them to walk in it but when somebody comes in and just is that example then they might not see it but they can't deny it and that's the role that you're going to play Okay. Okay, Erica. <laughs> All right, well, I'll pray for Renee. Yes, Holy Spirit, you untouch her. Keep her. Move in her. Love on her. Reveal to her. Share with her. And anoint her. Let your spirit rise up and give her keen ears to hear. And to discern you and your voice from her and her voice and the enemy and his voice. Give her keen ears to hear, Father, so she can begin to speak those things that you desire her to speak and not to be led away by her soul or herself. Father God, continue to mold her into the woman of God you calling her to be as she yields to you, Christ Jesus, we give you the praise and glory in your holy name it is so. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I receive that. All right. Anybody else?
do, 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 I don't even know if my phone received Texas now. It's so crazy. Ah, hmm? uh, you know, on his last leg, and I need to get another one, and yeah. We need to pray for Charlie Sheen. You can pray for him. Okay. Lord, under this name of your son Jesus, we pray for Charlie Sheen. We know that he wrestles with himself. We know that he is full of himself. And, Lord, we place him on the altar for you to talk to him, for you to minister to him, for you for him to suffer to and for you to give him ears to hear what he what what you need for him to do and for him to step out of himself. Lord, we pray that you can work the carnal out of him. And also heal his spirit as well as his heart. All in your name. It's all about the Holy Spirit. And for him to meet up with your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What did you say, Fifi? I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Um, either Erica or Felicia, either one of you, I want y'all to pray for Pam. Not at the same time, you know. Um, give me a minute. I have to change places. Okay, no problem. Oh, shit, I don't know. 
She's been praying a lot for different people. Um, I I see her like I see Cynthia. Like I tell Cynthia all the time, like you pray, your prayers are continual. Like she hears people, she hears you know God will give her somebody to pray for, and she'll start praying for them. I see that in Pam, like God gives her people to pray for, and sometimes she doesn't know, you know, if her prayers are effective. And um, because she doesn't know the situation, she just prays for them because God leads her to pray for them. So I encourage, I don't know if she's going to hear this later, but Pam is very, um, your, her prayers are effective. There have there have been situations that have been going one way, but through her prayer um, and because of her obedience, the situation has has done a, a, a it didn't hit the wall. It was near misses and things like that. So, Father God, we can we ask that you would just encourage her. She's having sometimes she has that job the Baptist moment where she says, you know. Am I doing the right thing? Is this my is this my call? Am I, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And so God, um, she's looking for that uh, that uh, confirmation, some verification that she's not missing um, her mark for you and in you. So, Lord, today we ask that you would give her the confirmation that she needs. Um, be it someone that calls her or text message or just in the, in the, in the casual conversation, you know, um, that will encourage her and keep her um, strengthened in her faith in you, and, and which is not wavering. It's just faith in, in herself that she, if she knows what she's hearing um, when, it, in it, when it pertains to praying for others. So we pray for her, and, and we ask for you to continue to watch over her and keep her. You know, the enemy has the biggest, one of his biggest weapons is discouragement. So, God, we ask that you will that you will guard her heart and guard her mind against any discouraging thoughts or people who try to speak discouraging words over her of, I, you can't or you shouldn't be able to or whatever. God, we ask that you will cancel those words that come at her and um, and keep her grounded in your word because if as long as she knows that she as long as she stays in you, you are a can do God. And because you are a can do, she can do as well. And Lord, we ask that you will watch over her seven degrees of separation, her family, her friends and co workers and just keep them in perfect peace because as they walk in turmoil, they bring the storms to her. And sometimes she she takes on more than she can bear. And we ask that you would just continue to keep her strengthened and casting her cares on you for her good and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, anybody else?
If not, I'm going to ask somebody to pray for me, and then we can get out of here. Okay, baby, pray for me, baby. Pray for me. I know you got a connection. Definitely. <laughs> Every morning she wakes up with a smile on her face. All righty. Do you walk around and pray for her in the spirit, like I mentioned? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tell her good morning, and she just falls out with just a bunch of smiles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to pray for me when we get out of here? Thank you. 